Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Traveling Pulpit. I am Vernon Sheridan, the man with the unscripted voice, and I want to thank you for joining me on today. Well, Traveling Pulpit family, I just want you to know that today is the day that the Lord has made, and we should all be glad and rejoice in it. I know I am. How about you? Well, Traveling Pulpit family, let us waste no time getting into the word. I know that there are so many things that are going on in our world, and I've been praying that that the Lord will show up, where he will show his face in the places that are needed most, and that is in the hearts of mankind. I pray for mankind because mankind has become so sensitive to the ways of the world. They have been be, they have become so in tune with their own evil thoughts and plans and plots to destroy mankind. You see, I remember in the song Sign of the Times by the artist Prince, he said in one of the the chorus lines, man isn't truly happy until man truly dies. And that's the sign of the times that we're living in now. Man is not truly happy until man truly dies or unless he kills someone else. You see, if you ever want to see someone happy, truly happy, he's killing something. That's just evil. That's just downright evil, traveling pulpit family. Because the men were so happy and so proud of their accomplishment to nail our Savior to a cross that they shot dice for his clothes. There's no other way to say it. They played craps for his clothes. Winner take all. There is no other way to say it. They were so filled with such great joy that the one thing they wanted to do was take his robe and shoot dice for it. So what do you think? They're planning for your destruction. They're planning for my destruction. They're planning for our destruction. This is what we're up against traveling pulpit family. Evil. But the word of God is freeing. The word of God is good and the word of God is everlasting. This is what they cannot stand. This is what their ears cower to the truth. The truth will not be buried and the truth will not be hidden. The truth will always, always come forth. And that's why I chose Daniel, because Daniel is a book of truth. It is a book of how God uses a bad situation to bring himself into the center and change the course of, of history. Over in Daniel 1, Nebuchadnezzar, what he did, he went into the southern kingdom of Israel. Remember, Israel was broken into two kingdoms, the northern and the southern. He went into the southern kingdom of Israel and took out the residents that were there. And three of the residents that are mainly known in this book are Daniel, who has been given the name Belteshazzar. Hananiah was given the name Shadrach. Mishael was given the name Meshach. And Azariah was given the name Abednego. Now, these three men are most noted for what they've 
do or what they have done while they were in captivity in another kingdom called Babylonia. And Nebuchadnezzar is the king of this this kingdom called uh, Babylonia. And he has these dreams. And in the course of 24 hours, these things just changed. These things changed the lives of these four men. These things changed the entire kingdom of men. Nebuchadnezzar, in his first, te- in his first 18 hours, where we, where we will begin in his first 18 hours, woke up. And when he woke up, he had this troubling spirit about him. He had a dream that no one could answer. And what he did was he told all the, all the men, his counselors and his interpreters, his magicians and his uh, Shaldeans. The Shaldeans were the people who were already in his kingdom that were his kind of like his, his close advisors. He told these men that he had this dream that if anyone could answer it, he would give them a, a wealthy portion of his kingdom. He said, but <clears throat> if you cannot answer it, don't even try it because this dream is just so powerful that it's keeping me up at night. In fact, he became an insomniac because of this dream. This dream kept him up at night. It, 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 it took, it robbed him of his sleep. Not that he was up to do evil, which men do because they are robbed of sleep. But this man was robbed of sleep because this dream was so powerful. And so what he did was he told, he warned, he warned his people, his magicians, his interpreters, his, his Shaldeans. He told them, if you get it wrong, if you interpret my dream wrong, I'll kill you. Now, Nebuchadnezzar seemed like the type of man that you just don't want to cross. You know, he seemed like the type of person that, you know, he he's hard hearted. I mean, he just doesn't have it in him. He's not all together. And so. The confidence or the arrogance. That this man was offering reward for the ability to. Answer his dream kind of reminds me of when Jesus was on the mountain and he was offered the rewards of the world. If only he bowed down and Jesus told him, you shall do away with you. Well, these men, they're not saying that just like the men of today. You see, I believe the same kingdom is offered to these same men who turn their back on the word of God, just like these men are. These men are offered half, just, 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 I'll, I'll say half of the kingdom to interpret Nebuchadnezzar's dream. Now, this is where this part of the story gets so interesting because Nebuchadnezzar, I believe, began the process of killing men because no one could answer the dream. Not that they weren't trying it's just that his dream was so intense and he was robbed of sleep. 
So he was tired. He was angry. He was cranky. So when it came time for Daniel or Belteshazzar and his friends to go into the process of being killed, Daniel inquired about the king's dream. Not because he was trying to save his own life, but because the dream was already given or the interpretation was already given to him. I'll explain. When Daniel asked to meet with the king, he asked the head, the head eunuch that he knew what the king's dream was about. And so the king was was the eunuch took Daniel to meet with the king. And so the king told Daniel everything he told his men that if you do not get it right, I'll kill you. So Daniel told the king not to kill, not to kill anyone. Daniel is basically saving the entire kingdom. Doesn't that sound like someone we know, we love, we serve, we believe in? All because we believe in him. So did Daniel believe in him that Daniel said, I'll interpret this dream. Why? Because the dream had already been given to Daniel, just like it was with Nebuchadnezzar, because Nebuchadnezzar never told Daniel what his dream was, but Daniel was able to interpret it. And here is what Daniel said. Daniel said, your dream, King Nebuchadnezzar, is a dream of a great image, mighty and of exceeding brightness that stood before you. And its appearance is frightening. See, this is why you were having trouble sleeping, because you were frightened by what you were seeing in your dream. The head was the image of gold. He told him, you saw, this is what you saw that scared you. You basically saw a man standing before you and his head was of gold. His chest and arms was of silver. His middle uh, stomach and thighs were of bronze. His legs were of iron and his feet was partly of iron and partly of clay. This is what scared him. The rock that was cut out, not by human hands, but by the hand of God struck the image on the feet. And when it struck the image on the feet, it began to crumble. And Nebuchadnezzar would wake up at that point and be scared for his life. You know why? Because Daniel was telling Nebuchadnezzar that the head of gold is his kingdom. Is his kingdom. The feet that are parsley of clay and iron is our kingdom. What we're living in today. You see, gold is solid. Clay and iron, they can be, they can be burnt up. They can be destroyed. You put a little water on clay, it's falling apart. But it broke. You ever been to a pottery shop and you accidentally broke your clay pot? It hit the ground and shattered. That's what happened when that rock 
that was cut out, not by human hands, hit that feet. It, it scattered everywhere. And it scared him because the image began to crumble piece by piece, slowly falling down to the ground, meaning that his kingdom was not everlasting sustainable. But there is a kingdom that is everlasting sustainable, and that is the kingdom of God. And that traveling pulpit is the opportunity that you have today to be a part of an everlasting kingdom that will never crumble, that will never fall. That will always remain for all times, for all eternity. You have that opportunity opportunity today. We went from the first 18 hours of the dream that Nebuchadnezzar had to the last six hours of Daniel's interpretation of his dream. You see a lot happened in that 24 hours. A lot happened. Men were being killed until they got to Daniel and his three friends. Then came the explanation of that dream. And you know what happened to Daniel and his three friends? They were given that high rank. They were given that reward. They were put on pedestals before the king's um, uh, council. They were given free reign over the kingdom of Babylonia. Not because they sought riches and glory for foolishness, but because they serve the living God who revealed to Daniel the ability to interpret dreams. Now, today, traveling pulpit family, God has given you something. He has given you the ability to do something. And I believe the, what he has given you is the ability to witness to tell someone about how the Lord has done for you in your life and, and what he is doing in your life. You see this being the season of his return. I believe, I believe we all have the opportunity to witness to someone just as I'm witnessing to you now. And we should not be ashamed that, that, We are sinners because we all are all have fallen short of the glory of the Lord. We all have. We all have sinned. Romans 3.23 reminds us, reminds us of that. But on today, just like with Daniel and Nebuchadnezzar, you just tell the story of what the Lord has done in your life. Because you'll be telling someone about their dream that they've had because there is someone who has had a dream of their own salvation. And you can be the one to bring that understanding to them by sharing your journey to salvation with them. Because you never know who paths you cross from day to day, which is why today is the day that the Lord has made, that we should all be glad in it. The traveling pulpit family, this is the word of God given to you. And I pray that you receive it and accept it and that you will take from it what you need to take from it, but that you will also share with others what's inside of you and witness to others what the Lord has done for you. 
You don't have to go out and drive it down anyone's throat. You could be in the marketplace. You could be in the gas station. You could be standing in line somewhere and just have strike up a conversation with someone. The Lord takes it from there. Before you know it, you have told somebody about the Lord and what he has done for you in your life. And you will not know what you have done to someone that you share that good news with. Why? Because we are all nobodies telling somebody about the one who will save anybody. And he'll do it just through you because of you. But if you have that relationship with the Lord and you believe what the Lord has told you, what the Bible is teaching you and how you're living it out in today's world with the way the world is now, you have a testimony for someone to hear. And I pray you share it with someone traveling pulpit family. I don't usually do this, but I'm going to do a part two to this message on next week. If the Lord is willing, and I hope that you will tune in. I hope that you will join me for the, uh, the, the next part of this message Traveling Pulpit family, I love you and I want to thank you for just going on this journey with me. You know, week after week, you know, we we go through this journey. You know, all these messages are unscripted. My voice is unscripted, meaning my voice is not for everybody. I'm not a hooper or a hollerer or, or a hollerer or a screamer. I'm none of those things. I'm just a teacher teaching the word of God to anyone who will listen. It's so important that that. The word goes out because the word does not come back void once it goes out. It it in it is intended for a purpose. And I believe that even the traveling pulpit has God's purpose in his midst. So that it can touch the life of someone throughout this world, because we all need him, whether you believe it or not. We all need him. I know I sure do. But Traveling Pulpit family, I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to let you enjoy the rest of your weekend. I pray that that you will share this message with someone. I also pray that you reach out to me on social media, uh, Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, uh, TravelingPulpitMinistries.com. Uh, I changed the, the picture on the website. I'm not sure if it appears or not. I'm going to have to check it and try to fix that. But also, I just... Uh, just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart because it means so much to just get on here and just, you know, uh, holler and scream for a little bit. As I tell people uh, when I meet them out in public and uh, just introduce them to the podcast, uh, just just thankful, just so thankful. So with that said, Traveling Pulpit family, I love you. I look forward to doing this with you on next week. Tell somebody about the goodness of the Lord and watch their lives change, not because of what you've done, but because of what he's done. God bless. Talk to you soon. Bye for now.